Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we are developing to help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. We got a, we have a lot of notes. I feel like from the first weekend, there's a lot to that we that we could talk about. So maybe just do a couple, a couple close to home real baseball highlights here. Uh, start with mm-hmm. the start with bad news. No Nationals Mets first series of the year canceled is the first series. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to see in the um, MLB TV app all the scores, and then you see one rain rain out, and then you see one COVID nineteen. Oh good this is still the world that we live in yeah so everything's everything's going right uh so nationals (laughs) and mets have yet to play a game so i I don't know that's it's interesting i guess yeah and it's all it's all nats right it's not mets it's all nationals supposedly four players on the team so we'll see this is almost certainly not the last time this is going to happen, but let's oh, no. hope for let's hope for diminishment maybe over the course of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Other uh, notes from just watching some baseball over the weekend: uh, the Red Sox might be very bad. They got swept by Baltimore, who's a quadruple A team. So yeah, I would say they're pretty bad. <laughs> and kind of kind of in resounding fashion too was the problem. It didn't look like they really had yeah. They didn't have a real shot in most of the games. Yeah, it's don't don't love to see that. So um, we'll look for them to right the ship. JD Martinez hit a home run for you, so congratulations on that. Yeah, no, he's looking, he's looking, he's looking okay. Yeah, he's looking he, good. He looks like JD Martinez. I feel like yeah, that's fine. Uh, and my favorite piece of positive news that might be negative news is uh, Byron Buxton might be good. Two home runs. I don't know. I don't think that the home runs. This is like uh, the the guy who shouldn't be shooting three pointers, hitting no. a three in the first half. No, because he he had one. He had one of those storylines that I know you love, where they're like he put on ten pounds of muscle over the over the off season. And is he sick? He's not hurt. He left with a non COVID nineteen related illness, so probably just an upset stomach. Sure, sure. We'll find out. I mean, I don't think, I don't think the talent has ever been a problem with Byron Buxton. I think that his consistency and his health have been bigger issues. So him leaving with a sickness is just like part for the course. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's talk some fantasy for a moment here. Basically, right after we recorded last week, uh, Star Wars announced the Obi Wan Kenobi series is filming and. There, or it's beginning production now, and they did a major cast reveal, and it's it's a big cast. What is um, Elyria Sand? Is that it? Is that her name? No, it is Elaria, isn't it? You know who had a major glow up for their picture is uh, Hayden Christensen. They almost did not recognize him in this oh, picture. Yeah. Would not have recognized him if the name wasn't below. <laughs> That's exactly that? right. Okay, that was my first thought too. I was like, who's this guy signed on? What? No way. Um, I mean, Hayden Christensen is 
handsome in a bland white guy kind of way. That's exactly what I was thinking. That's exa- I was like, who's who's this other bland white guy? And like, oh, what? I'm gonna go out on a limb. I I don't. I'm sure that you'll you'll tell me who this is, but I don't, I'm not connecting the dots. But Rupert Friend, I'm gonna assume is British. He looks pretty British. I have no idea who he is, but he's he's leaning into the the Three Musketeers facial hair. Oh, I mean, hey, I. Oh, yep, British actor. Who could have guessed with a name like Rupert? Well, he's got to be—he's got to be a bad guy, I assume. Uh, if he doesn't, if he's not in employ with the Empire, then something went wrong. Camille, I mean, that's—that's that's interesting. I assume that means that there's going to be some humor in this show. I assume so too. I cannot imagine there being any any serious level there. So, but Lucas wasn't isn't going to be involved in this, right? Because there had been some rumor that they were gonna hire Lucas for the show. I don't know why you would do that. I, you know, there's nothing wrong with having him around. I feel like, but you know, in the end, you gotta have somebody who's willing to say, like, George, we're not, we're not talking tax law. We're not, you know. We're, <laughs> like... <laughs> okay, today uh, we have more stuff on batting order to discuss, mostly because we have some updates from last week, so I thought we'd kick around related to the things we talked about last week, a little bit about what's going on this season, what we can hope to learn, maybe some positives, maybe some negatives, we'll see. And my main highlight is basically just that we uh, we weren't really done with discussing things last week. And I'm Never. Improved, I improved a bunch of technical things, and that's kind okay. of the, that's kind of the, the boring stuff, but I'll, but I'll go through it because, you know, these are the tools. These are important for us to talk about. I mean, uh, shouldn't we talk about number one, your update for lineups 2021 has Max Muncy fifth. Has Max- <laughs> Who could have seen that coming? <laughs> I know. Who could have seen I know. that coming? I know. It's funny. I, um, <laughs> there's some good stuff there. Okay. But I'm so, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. The bug. Okay. We'll get into that in a second. The bugs that I squashed. One thing that I realized major problem, uh, not major problem, affected a couple games. Inning ending pickoffs or caught stealings. The way that I was grabbing the lineups, they would they would log the same guy for two positions because if he appeared at the end mm. of the first and the start of the second, you have to you have to know know that's the same slot in the batting order. Okay, it's just spread out over two innings. Oh, that's annoying. It wasn't so bad, but there were, you know, there's a couple, a couple pickoffs to end the first inning. You're like, <laughs> you know, and then I was watching a Lovely. game yesterday, and it happened. <laughs> I was like, "There's the thing. <laughs> there's it's the like, bug oh, I just good. squashed. Okay, that's, not, that's good. That's not a thousand to one odds that that'll happen. No, it's. I mean, it's going to affect some number of games. Um, I also sped up the calculation a lot. So right after this podcast, I'm going to run 2019. Um, and just see see what kind of statistics we get for 2019, um, okay. and see see if there's any see if there's any value there. So, because one of the things that we talked about last week was trying to put together a um, like the optimum lineup that different teams want to have, and I have a lot more thoughts mm-hmm. on that. But I think it's going to be easier when we have a 162 game sample, even relative to a 60 game sample. More more likely to uh, converge. There's another big reason to go back to 2019, and I realized this and texted you it over the weekend. There are actual pitchers batting in the 2019 lineup, and we oh, have yeah, it yeah. again in 2021. So 
the major problem with looking at 2020 in comparison is that AL NL teams had one extra lineup spot to play with every game. Yep. <laughs> and AL teams, like, for roughly half the games. Yeah, so, the, so we're going to have a little bit better sense of how many guys are really going to be batting 8th and not ninth. <laughs> yeah, there's so there's some interesting stuff there. I mean, you know, not to bring everything back to the Twins, but Nelson Cruz doesn't play in National League parks. So that that's like that's totally different, totally different than last year. Yeah, no, he got so many more games so than like he all, will this year. Like all these things. So even even just not even thinking from a batting order standpoint, I have to remember that about picking up DH guys. Like, oh yeah, there are going to be games where they're just straight up not going to play. Mm-hmm. That there weren't last year. So how do we? Are we going to be able to get that granular in um, forecasting at bats for the rest of the year? <laughs> So I, I think so. And there are a couple things. So there are a couple things that we have to break into. One is that I don't have a way to scrape down. Um, I don't have a way to scrape down the upcoming schedule. Because all we need to know, really, the first thing we need is AL NL ballpark. So here's, here's the different thoughts that I have. There's that one. There's whether there's a DH in the lineup. There's immediate trying to do an, a lefty-righty split is probably the next most interesting thing. Yeah. Because because I was, I was looking at these lineups and wondering, well, how much of this is really just the effect of who, like, what the polarity of the starting pitcher is? A lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess Adam Eaton is potentially not going to be number two against uh, left-handers. Well... So, so they certainly have suggested that, right? Because if you look at the Chicago White Sox, they actually batted Luis Robert one, uh, two, over Adam Eaton in one of the games. Right. So yeah, sounds about right. So there may be something there. There may be something to that, to that thought. Um, it it just it as with every project that we do, it rapidly spirals out of control like a thing that i was like oh this will be simple i'll just look at the just look at the distribution of where they're at in the lineup is like oh no there's so many knobs to twist <laughs> i mean it's any any question you have i mean you get this in like work all the time of like oh it's an easy button right we just just figure out the batting order and then we'll be able to to have a good sense for how many uh, at bats i'll have it's like, oh, okay, wait, it, it's a multi-dimensional problem to actually understand what that what that means. Yeah, it'll explain part of it, but by no means enough of it to make forecasts. Yeah, so I mean, I was, I was, I thought you you made a really good suggestion last week about thinking about expert systems, and I was just trying to figure out, well, what do we actually need to feed into that to those models? Mm-hmm. And and I, and that's where I settled on the like. Oh yeah, DH is oh yeah, right and left hand splits. Like I also thought about the next level would be if a key player is missing, how does the lineup shift? I mean, thinking about the injuries that we were ta- that we've been talking about, like um, like any anyone who's anyone who's typically at the top of the lineup, you need to know what's going to happen if that person's out. Like, what does the twins like? What does the twins lineup look like if Arise goes down? Well, what does the White Sox lineup look like if Tim Anderson goes down? <laughs> Which might be very relevant. Which will be relevant. We know. We know that yeah. he'll get hurt. So, so what? I mean, what does it look like? So, I kind of like I can imagine this huge spidery diagram in my head where you're following a 
a flowchart that does all of these things. And that's really what the expert system is supposed to be doing, right? <laughs> is, is walking that flowchart for us. Right, because an expert system is can be nonlinear in a way that um, <laughs> linear regression <laughs> is. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that we do need to have those. If we really want to play this down to forecasting out at bat for the rest of the year, that would be that would be what we need to start doing. Well, I want I want to emphasize that it is going it is already apparent to me that we need to we need to forecast at bats out for the rest of the year for the for the TGFBI reason that we said before which is just you just got to get at bats to move up in TGFBI mm-hmm. you just got to yep. get at bats like i'm already seeing that after only 4 games 4 days of games i'm already seeing like i'm already at a disadvantage in at bats i need to make those up well and i i looked at that the other day i was like i was my team was not doing very well. And I was like, okay, well, let me look at these. Let me look at the different categories. And at bats was actually pretty high. I was like, okay, well, that'll even out then. I, I mean, my team is just really down right now. So the, um, some teams, some teams have trotted out the exact same lineup, like the Orioles trotted out the exact same lineup. And I checked and they did trot it out the exact same one for the third day too. <laughs> Good. I mean, it's just like, you know, you don't really want many Orioles, but they are going to be regular if you. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's why Trey Mancini, as long as he doesn't have, doesn't uh, you know, have some sort of flare up. So teams, he's a great pick. Yeah, I I think so too, and I actually waffled around Cedric Mullins as well because he is going to lead off for that team. That's not a bad. That's not a bad spot. So you know, I had a Trey Mancini. If you're looking for some sneaky runs for somebody who's going to be cheap, <laughs> might be a good mm-hmm. call. Cheaper than the what he could do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good value. Uh, teams that are going to be annoying to us this year, I can already feel it. San Diego. They, I was just looking at that one. Yeah, yeah. They have messed with their lineups. I mean, Tatis's value isn't isn't hugely different if he's batting one or two, but it's a little different. Well, I mean, if you were assuming that he was going to get 140 runs. And he's batting number two. That that assumption is already wrong. <laughs> I so that I agree with. Yeah. So, but I know, think we, this is for, I think this is for the best. If he's batting number two, that's great. So if their lineup is Fam, Tatis, Machado, Hosmer, Myers, that's an okay first five. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, it works. Okay, so Colorado, Trevor Story, number three, number three. Wow. Each game, Charlie Back Blackman, number four. That's not good for his value for the kind of player that he's. Well, I mean, unless he becomes a huge power hitter. Uh, do we think that's going to happen? <laughs> no. Yeah, I think. I mean, I I like looking through these even after even after just two to three games. Just like what what's going to be happening this year with these? I not not a lot of surprises yet. I don't think. Andrew Benintendi, number two. That's good for him. Good for the, him. The the Royals lineup is is quite interesting. I mean, they they actually have telegraphed exactly what they want to do. You know, Whit Merrifield, Benintendi, Carlos Santana, Salvador Perez, Jorge Soler, and then I guess Hunter Dozier. I mean, that's a that's not bad for six. You know, everybody has been down on Kansas City, and I actually I really like their their lineup. Michael Taylor. I mean, Michael Taylor had a great game to start the season. Yeah. I, and uh, Kyle Isbell, you were asking, is he a thing or not? 
Well, you see why um, people are picking Kyle Isbell up, right? I mean, if he's going to yeah. be, if he can slot regularly into that lineup, I mean, you'd love him to not be batting seventh, but. <laughs> but if you, if you take that first, the first six that you mentioned, and even if you add, and then you add Aldo, Alberto Mondesi in there, yeah. just slot him in there. But that's actually a pretty decent um, lineup when it's not when you're not in Kaufman. Well, yeah, I mean, so actually, this is one of those ones where you you want your expert system to be able to respond to Mondesi being gone, or inversely, be able to respond to Mondesi appearing when he comes back, right? Yeah. Because because this is not going to be your first five when Mondesi's back. No, and that's the question: Is Ben Intendi going to go? Is he going to get dropped down to six? Yeah, is he going to get dropped down to six, or is he somehow going to be um, kept in? I don't see Sal Perez batting cleanup. Could you, yeah, could you slide it so Santana bats cleanup? Depending on the year that he has, I mean, I, I could see that. Maybe. But, I mean, I don't know why exactly you want Soler to be batting six. You, I mean, you kind of like him at five probably, but. No, I mean, that's a, but. If you have a catcher in general, you, you typically want to lessen how much they have to do work. I mean, even yeah. Sal Perez is great, but you want to get him some rest. Right. So we'll have to see what happens when he gets his first rest days. All right. I think that about brings us to the review session. Xander Bogats. So at what point do we start quoting what they've done in the 2021 season? It's certainly not three, now. Three weeks in. <laughs> three weeks in. All right. Would you like 2020 or All-Star season 2019? Oh, uh, let's <laughs> Let's do 2020. All right. 2020. 56 games, 225 plate appearances. So he's got a nice full season. 36 runs, 11 home runs, 28 RBIs, 8 stolen bases, 300 average. That would have been an All-Star season if there had been an All-Star selection. Yeah. Now can I have it with uh, mosaic hops? And uh, <laughs> can you barrel age that Xander Bogart season? Um, okay, yeah. And then how is he doing right now? Well, He's got what one hit? Well, yeah. Let's you know let's not talk as much about right now. Yeah, he's got he's got one hit, so he's he's got some he's got some work to do. But he's only struck out twice in twelve plate appearances, which is lower than his usual rate of strikeout. So, you know, there's some positives there. He's he got no walks. Out. So he's literally only been on base once in three games. Yeah. So, you know, don't don't love that. He does not look like he's happy to be in Boston right now. Okay. If we're going if we're going immediately to notes on on looks, yes. Let's he does look, not let's do he, it. He's obviously not happy to be there. He looks like a shortstop. Like when I close my eyes and imagine shortstop this is what pops up. Like both but even still, he's he's kind of a big guy for a shortstop. He so I agree with that, but he I mean more like he carries himself like a shortstop. Like he's got kind of that he's got kind of that like wiggly stance in the batter's box that I expect from a shortstop. You know, just kind yeah. of he just I, I really think like when I close my eyes or if I if I had to pick the Red Sox out of a lineup from their batting stances, I'd be like, that guy's the shortstop. You know, we've talked about a little bit that there is more of a specialization of the real athletes in baseball in into shortstop and center field. Yeah. And he he could you could see him as playing either one of those. I could see him in the outfield as well. Because he's like but he is he's got that agility. Yeah. 
Yeah, he I I totally agree that he he really could have been he really could have been either. Um yeah, motivating him is for this whole season is going to be a, a a task, I think. I think that part of it is is going to depend on part of it will be JD Martinez. Huge that part. the better that JD Martinez plays, the better that Xander will play. For if no other reason than because Xander will be batting him in, or vice versa, if they decide to switch up the, the batting order right now. So yeah, you should might mention that he's batting four. Yeah, what do you think about that? I was going to ask you about that. <sighs> I don't know why we want to have more Alex Verdugo at bats here. Um, I would take him <laughs> out and just shuffle everything forward, but. Uh, yeah, um, I, I don't, I don't really see him as a number four hitter. Well, so it's not it's not atypical. If you look at what they did in twenty twenty, they basically flip flopped Bogarts and JD Martinez back and forth. But it it, yep. it obviously wasn't good for JD Martinez <laughs> last no. year. So I'm not exactly sure why they would do that same thing this year. But I mean, what if it works <sighs> yeah. for Martinez this year and it doesn't work for Bogarts? <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Yeah, you'd think that you'd want to get more at bats from Martinez and Bogarts, as many as possible with I, a team that has so shallow. I would endeavor. So. Uh, let me give you a couple proposal numbers here. Um, Twenty-five and a half over under home runs this year. It's a decent number under. Okay, I'll take uh, the under. All right, RBIs over under ninety-nine point five. Over. Okay. All right. If he's going to be batting fourth, yeah, I think that he can get the over on that, even with this terrible lineup. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, I think that yeah, that number's probably a little low because he, because he was on pace for over a hundred each of the past three years. Mm-hmm. What about his? What about batting average then? Point three oh one. Point no. Point three oh oh five. No, he's going to be under that. I think that really? he's going to be back to the 2018. It's going to be close to 2018 where he got 288. 288 no- to- First of all, there's nothing wrong with, with Xander Bogart's batting 288. <laughs> like, no, but say- that there's, there is a tier that you hit when you, if you get over like 295 and above, I feel like you're in a different tier from 288. Sure. I, I accept that. So what is it going to take for Xander Bogart's to, move up from shortstop number five shortstop number six this is six shortstop off the board from shortstop number six for next year or in general no for uh for returning value this year is it contingent on his performance or is it contingent on other players performance going worse ahead of oh it's contingent on other players and i think that we have i would have the assumption that if he's number six right now that means it's I, I mean, I would bet that he's going to end up a top five shortstop because one of these guys is going to is going to fall out completely, um, either injury or role or whatever, um, COVID nineteen, yeah, and that he's going to just play well enough. So you think play well enough? You think that he's. I mean, assuming he stays motivated in Boston, that he's basically just going to produce what he produces every year. Yeah. Give it 90, I don't know, somewhere around 90 runs, 25 home runs, 110 RBIs, 280 
with, I don't know, five stolen bases. Only five? Yeah. Uh, he, out of the number four hitter, that's you're not going to be stealing bases. Well, I don't know. If the, if the first three Red Sox get out and he leads off second inning every game. <laughs> <laughs> I had that thought when I was watching the, the, the game that I watched. It's like... I was like, okay, I can just watch the first inning. He'll come up, and then I'm watching him. Like, oh boy, maybe, maybe I need to wait till the second <laughs> inning before I'll see him. <laughs> there is a there is an element there. I think yes. Yeah, I would say my bet would be that he will be the number five, four or five shortstop at the end of the season. Okay, because there will be one guy who is I don't think gets to enough games where even at the right rate he'll pass sander and then i can see one guy having a falling off where they're at either just at xander's level or right below i mean story and lindor either one of them could be affected by this year you know wearing that orange jersey or um, <laughs> well. having nobody around him yeah well we, we, we haven't even seen lindor yet so we have no way to assess what's happening <laughs> Wearing the orange jersey, that's what do you expect? <laughs> but but I would just like to point out, for the record, that it's not the Mets' fault in this case, we think. We need to pick a player this week. We do. We do. I, I have a proposal for you. Oh, but, no. But I, is no, it no, a no. modest proposal? <laughs> it is a modest proposal. Uh, Miles Straw? Who's this guy who's gotten three starts in Houston? Ah, God damn it. All right. Well, who Look, look. You've already put... 40 you know basically 40 guys on the list like if you don't want a guy on this list we're going pretty deep no you're right you're right let's do it um miles straw he's the guy miles straw he's the guy <laughs> okay he's he's played three miles. games at least so time for a little housekeeping be sure to subscribe to us on itunes and follow us on twitter fantasy tools mind the z thank you mild manner for letting us use your tunes be sure to follow them on soundcloud and facebook Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is, we're still luck to you, buddy. We're still luck to you, too. Hey!